0: Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode 25 of season 4 of This Osteopathic Life. We are here on the opening day of December, and we are here... Nearly a month from the previous podcast, and without the 11 episodes in between that I had anticipated, offered, promised comes up as a word. I don't know that that is necessarily true. And I've had a whole lot of thoughts and even some feelings about that situation. And in some ways, I have felt surprised to not have recorded, not only in the month of November, but throughout the course of this fourth season. And then other times, I feel very unsurprised given all that is unfolding in my own life and the nature of this podcast, which is in some ways a journal, a reflection, a window into my own experiences. And I think that's so important as we share stories authentically and we're thinking about the health of all things. The health of all things is experienced through our own unique individual lives and ways and paths through our stories. And sometimes it is experienced publicly, and in connection, collaboration, it is spoken. Sometimes it is experienced internally, and it is a private situation. And either of those, and certainly any number of iterations in between, beyond, among, and through, are totally valid and reasonable. And so as I thought about these past few weeks, and the past few months of this year, What I noticed was an opportunity for a whole lot of grace and thinking about the expectations that we set for ourselves, that we accept from others and the impact they can have on us. And many times they can be really motivating. And I have a number of friends and colleagues who are podcasters and they are relentlessly consistent and it is admirable and it is helpful I know what days to look for their new episodes and I know I can count on that and that is really meaningful. And so it's easy from there to slip into a space of thinking, right? Consistency matters. Consistency counts. Why not do that? Why can't you keep up with that? And you start to hear these critical narratives that happen. And certainly there are ways. Batching of episodes, setting specific timers. We have control over our calendars, putting that in place, improving the systems. Absolutely. Structure and function, right? Structure in place for that optimal function. And what I'm learning and what is really and truly the hardest lesson, and we've talked about this a number of times in the episodes that have arisen in this season, that sometimes it is the rest and the pause. And interesting The word inconsistency, I'm using as a counterpoint to consistency, but allowing ourselves to break free of perhaps an expectation or even a rhythm. And I almost want to take notes as I'm saying these things because so many different threads are coming through, but I'm going to trust the process and let them emerge as they will. And stepping off the path, today, I was listening to a podcast as I was rowing, and I use Siri voice activation to try to get the next episode, the episode I was listening to, concluded. And there was a newer one, but it didn't want to access the app that I was using. And it just generated a historical episode of this podcast. And it happened to actually be the original episode of Brene Brown's Dare to Lead podcast with Abby Wambach. And I've listened to this episode. I've read the book about which the episode was speaking. And part of me thought, oh, what a waste of time. I've already listened to this. I want to listen to something new. I have this time. I'm here on this rower and I want to hear something new, something I have not yet heard. At the same time, I didn't want to stop rowing (laughs) and I wasn't necessarily picking a certain number of meters, but just in keeping the rhythm, having to de-glove to be able to use the touchscreen, because I don't know if it's just me, but all the gloves that say that the finger pads will work with the phone rarely do. And, I kept drawing and I thought, well, perhaps there's a reason this episode is playing today, even if you have heard it before. And certainly we can hear things more than once and we can hear something new in something that we have heard before, or we can hear the same thing in a new way because of who we are in that moment. And if you haven't read the, wolf, the book Wolfpack by Abby Wambach, I highly recommend it. It's a very quick read. There is a junior novel version as well. The audiobook is about an hour, completely worth it. And you might think, well, I'm not in a formal leadership role. And I would offer up that it isn't for you necessarily to be in a formal leadership role. It can certainly be applicable there. Very useful. Absolutely. And there is leading going on all the time in our lives. And so as these lessons came through, many of which were very familiar, having read the book, like I said, or listened to the podcast and also following Abby's work on a broader scale and What I loved, and I'll offer this up, is I remembered the story. So they would give the lesson of the chapter, and then she would tell the story, and I remembered it, which felt good for me because sometimes I do read things quickly, and sometimes in a way that doesn't internalize it, and I might forget some of the details, but it spoke to me that this really was a meaningful piece of work because those stories stuck, right? And that is where, coming back to this idea that story is what matters, as I'm working with physicians in coaching programs, and as they are speaking to their own wellness and being advocates and leaders for wellness in their institutions and organizations, gathering the stories of their colleagues, of the staff, of the patients is really what makes a difference. And so I continued to row and appreciated that this was the episode that came through and recognized that the idea and the thought that it was a waste of time was simply that. It was a thought. And I could continue and perseverate on that and feel disgruntled and frustrated or I could recognize, oh, this is exactly what I am needing to hear in this moment. And even from there, perhaps, I will gain from this, I will take from this exactly what I need in this moment. I will appreciate that the universe has offered up this episode in this moment for me, for my heart, for my hearing, and for what might mean the most here. And perhaps... That was exactly right because perhaps I wasn't ready to synthesize new information and the familiarity of it and the resonance of the message and the reinforcement hearing it again was actually quite powerful. And so I continued to row and the timing was about right, right? That episode actually wrapped up right around the time that my rowing time expired. And even the row today was not exactly what I expected, So I'm currently in the concept two holiday challenge and concept two is who makes my opinion and shared by many others, the most robust sturdiest, longest lasting row ergometers in the market. And their holiday challenge is to row meters between Thanksgiving and Christmas this year from November 24th to December 24th. So it's actually one of the longer windows of time. And you can row of course, as many meters as you choose But the gold standard is 100,000, and then there's the opportunity to row 200,000, should you so choose. And for the last few years, maybe four, if I'm thinking about timing of it, I've participated in this, and usually toward the 200,000 meter mark. And I had a slower start to this, which seems to fit the model, the theme of the year. And for good reason, we were away. We were not in a space where I was accessing the ERG, and... I have been putting meters in, I had a jump start day, and then a couple slower days, and I'm learning to be okay with it, and actually, I'm going to give myself even more credit than that, I'm just okay with it, it doesn't even feel like a learning curve, and there have been a few times when I thought, ooh, I could get a few more meters, and I thought no, it's cold and it's dark, and there are more days remaining in the month, and now the idea that tomorrow never comes can enter in through that conversation. And so maybe you've been in that space before where you have a task and you're waiting for tomorrow and tomorrow doesn't arrive and that task goes uncompleted. And so putting that task in place specifically on your calendar with the designated time and amount of energy and focus that you will give to it can be really effective. And actually regarding the podcast, I put a recurring recording once per week because I do show up for appointments on my calendar. And so let's make it an appointment. And see, it's an experiment in that way. But in the meter accumulation this year, I have felt very little stress and pressure around it. And what I recognize is that I trust myself to get it done in the big picture. I recognize that there are days available. I honor that in those days that it wasn't accessible, either because I was literally not adjacent, could not access an erg, or energetically or schedule-wise, it just didn't come to fruition, I didn't have to fight that or resist it or wish it to be any other way or chastise myself for not making that happen. And I've talked with you in the past about my capacity and consistency for rising to a challenge and for consistency. And so recognizing that we don't have to have this all or none ubiquitous type of thinking And so consider something that you have outstanding. Isn't that an interesting word, right? Because it'd be outstanding, (laughs) amazing, right? Or outstanding, like has not yet been done, something remaining yet to do. So take your pick of the way you're going to approach that. I'm referring to that second version of outstanding. And you might begin to think about yourself. I never get things done. I don't follow through. I can't believe I'm not doing this. Somebody else would do a better job. And we create this grandiose, thinking around that. And we create a whole persona of ourselves as someone who doesn't follow through. And then you might take a step back and say, well, is that true? And you might say, yeah, this thing is still outstanding and not in the excellent way. And then maybe you can follow up with the question, well, is that true all the time of everything that I attempt to do? Does it all remain undone? And you might have that initial thought of, yeah. And you might look around And you might see different projects in your house. You might look at your computer and see different documents open that you know aren't finished. Or you might recognize the red dot of your email and see these messages you haven't yet answered. Yeah, look at all these undone things. But if you take a moment and you ask again and you ask gently and you give some time for a response to emerge rather than a reaction to happen and you say, well, is it really true all the time? And if you still have that reactive response and you say, Is there ever, has there ever been a time when it wasn't true, even just once? And then you might look and you might say, hmm, you might think of a project that you did, or one message that you sent back, or a meal that you ate, or teeth that you brushed. We had dentist appointments this week, so that is (laughs) fresh in my mind. And so just recognize that from there, you say, okay, I am a person who can complete tasks. And here's some evidence of a task or a couple tasks that I have completed. And I am a person who can rise to a challenge. And here's a time that I did follow through on something that was pretty daunting. and took a lot of time and effort and consistency. And I am a person who does what they say they're going to do and can find the time and be structured and designated. And it doesn't have to have an always modifier in there. You might just have one example. But notice how it feels to have that dialogue versus oh, I can't believe I never get anything done. And even I can't not say it that way. I mean, it could, <laughs> but it automatically comes through in that way. And so pausing with that. And as I mentioned, I have a number of colleagues who podcast. And I actually saw a post from a colleague this week who noted having taken a five month break from their podcast. And noting it had become unfun, too laborious. And so the solution there was to take a pause and recognize that no one was requiring it, but we are imposing these expectations on ourselves. Now, if you have sponsors and monetization and you have to deliver, certainly. And look, that might be a motivating factor. That might be helpful to promote consistency. That's okay. Find those things that work for you. But in podcasts and in other areas of life where there is something that we are doing. And I would offer up that this is true more often than not. And you might think, no, there are obligations that I have, you know, jobs and contracts. And I would offer up, yes, and, right? Check in with how much agency and autonomy you might actually have there. But let's take something that you truly have total ownership of, like me with this podcast. And it certainly, for me, it didn't feel like it became unfun And I have thought about what is it right, in those most consistent times that kept me coming back. And it really was that readiness and the desire and that feeling that a story, a lesson, that's an interesting word. I don't know where that's coming from, but I'm letting it just come through. An idea is waiting to be shared. And if you've read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, she talks about ideas and I picture them like these little creatures, like a kind of a troll, like the little fun trolls, <laughs> not the giant like bridge trolls from some of the Lord of the Rings movies, but this little creature that sits on your shoulder and it's telling you, right, an idea for a book or for a project or for a paper you might write for work. And that idea is going to come into the world, whether it is through you or through someone else. And Elizabeth Gilbert shares a story that she had a book, and I believe mostly written, but it didn't feel quite right and she hadn't published it, but only she had it, you know, in a document on her computer. And she met with a person at a party. They hugged. And shortly thereafter, a year or something, some reasonable timeline for a book to come out, the other person wrote the book, but it finished it, right? had the ending. And so that idea existed in the world. And it was looking for its host. It was looking for the way in which it was going to emerge. And many times the podcast episodes felt that way, right? This little creature, this idea, this concept was there, and waiting and ready and it happens relatively frequently in the past and it hasn't happened as much this year and part of me could go to a oh no right I've lost access to my little idea creatures in the world what I'm recognizing is that there are times in our lives that there are invitations to behave and engage in different ways and there are times that the engagement is outward and it is spoken and it is shared And there are times when perhaps it might even still be that idea, that idea creature. But the idea might be to be still and to be quiet and to be with oneself and maybe to slow down and, oh, that one is a challenge for me. And to answer the call of rest and reflection and not necessarily that pull toward productivity. And for me and for many of us who live in this world where conditioning says more is better, output is necessary, what are your deliverables, all of those expectations that exist for us, it can feel really out of order. And sometimes like a failure to not have output. And that is something that I actively work with to say, what if, right, the most valuable Output if we're going to still use that language today, is rest and is the pause and is resisting the urge to create because you're supposed to, because of the rhythm, because of the calendar, and to break free of those. And one of those lessons in Wolfpack is right to take ourselves off the path and see that greatness comes from those spaces. And now we also get to decide what that path is because this podcast, in some ways, is off the path. It began in a time when my clinical output for looking at that was quite minimal. In a new practice, there weren't many patients. I had time and energy and ideas. And how could this philosophy be more than a one on one patient encounter with a physician? And so it was born as a detour, as a disruption, as a compliment. Any of those could be reasonable descriptors. So it wasn't off the path space, but even there, then the off path, right? That other route becomes the path. And you can certainly continue on that. Or there are times when we do, we sit and we wait. We sit, we wait, we rest. We sit, we wait, we rest and refuel. And I feel like I'm in the, <laughs> there was a tree in the ground and the branch on the twigs and the birds in the nests and we're not gonna go fully through that. But checking in that your new path and revolution has not also become this mandate this requirement this boundary and not boundary in the way of upholding those spaces that create safety for us but preventing you from exploring other ways of being and so the invitation from the universe from whomever to Embrace the pause, even when it didn't make a lot of sense. It didn't feel comfortable. There are senses of disappointment. There are those who listen to the podcast regularly, and there have not been episodes available. There are certainly archived episodes, but it's not the same. Although, that said, <laughs> that said just now, hearing, right, that archived episode today, and even there, Brene Brown took a sabbatical from all social media and podcasting for the whole summer and came back and survived and arrived. And so that opportunity exists and learning to embrace that is part of strength building in a whole different way than the usual. More reps, more weight, more time. And so arriving here today, on the 1st of December with 11 months of 2022 in the rear view mirror with two months yet to go in the year of this osteopathic life. Where are we? And where are we headed? And the theme that came to me, that little idea gem sitting on the shoulder, was into the unknown. And as I said it, and maybe it was inspired I mean, always, of course, by Frozen and Frozen 2, which have so many brilliant moments in them. And also by seeing Idina Menzel on the Property Brothers while waiting at the dentist. (laughs) It's twice it's come up here. And it's so fascinating to think of her in all these different roles that she has played, especially in the Elsa role, which physically looks different from her. But you can embrace it and embody it beyond the visible aesthetics. And I thought, how irresponsible... To say, I don't know where I am going. And then I thought, well, how brave to know that I don't know where I'm going. And is it possible to map it out, to put some pieces in place? Absolutely. We can get reference points and we can have our bearings and we can ask for navigational support. That's available to us constantly. My phone updated, and I really try to resist phone updates because I feel like it always messes stuff up. That's my thought about it. But as that happened, now the way the maps work is you can add a stop very smoothly. It's integrated, and I appreciate that. And it also reminds me how much we rely on these outside devices, you know, at least me. That be the collective we, but I think it's largely utilized. I know for me even in town where I really know where things are, I'll often put it in just to see, right? To have that backup. But perhaps embracing into the unknown as the title, as the theme, as this current moment is an act of strength building and growth. And saying, I think there will be some podcast episodes this month. I have put a few opportunities on my calendar to encourage them. Perhaps, those idea creatures, I really should give them some other name, will make a visit more frequently than that. And I will trust myself to listen in, to be discerning, and to use good judgment on bringing those ideas forth and sharing them with the world and whatever parts of the world choose to listen to this podcast. And thinking about the call and pulling up some of the lyrics from that song. I can hear you, but I won't. So noticing that we're often resisting what calls us forward and whether that is into action. I listened to another episode of the podcast today featuring Jane Fonda, and I did not realize the depths of engagement activism she has had over her lifetime. It's inspiring, and it is intriguing, and I would love to learn more. And for anybody who is in the metro DC area. She's going to be there live tomorrow, Friday, the 2nd of December. So check that out. But noticing that sometimes the call is to be active and that's okay. And answering that is reasonable. If it feels right, even if it feels hard, it can still be right, right? Those two things can certainly and often do coexist. But if the call also is to not do something, to do less, and thinking about, you know, forgetting Sarah Marshall movie, which all of these are very disparate links, but have some common threads there where you need to do less. If you're mastering surfing, right? If you're doing too much, you're going to end up fighting the waves and falling off your board. But at some point doing less and less and less and less is just lying there and doing nothing. <laughs> and so finding that sweet spot of engagement where you are integrating And being part of the process, being part of the environment in which you find yourself and not imposing yourself so much that it's interference, but engaging enough that it is interaction, that it is integration. And when that wholeness of you, all parts of you and how all parts of you interact with the world around you, that is where beauty and magic can happen. So thinking here, I'm afraid of what I'm risking if I follow you. And again, that one could be into a path of doing, or I'm afraid of what I'm risking if I follow you into this rest. Like what? The call is to do nothing and say nothing and write nothing and move less? I literally don't know what to do with that. And at the same time, perhaps that is what is being asked of me knows deep down I'm not where I'm meant to be and again you can take all the different interpretations of these but maybe that highly active space is not where I'm meant to be and I really want to put on there right now (laughs) because I don't know that I'd like to abandon it forever and I'm certainly not doing nothing and I've been there injury right called me to literally do nothing physically I was still allowed to think and speak but physically nothing so just Just checking out what is calling you. And I'll bring this full stanza verse forward. Every day is a little harder as I feel my power grow. Don't you know there's part of me that longs to go into the unknown. There as well. Power growing. And there can be this desire to put it to use right away. And that may not be what we are called or meant to do. There oftentimes is this request of us, either very actively or subconsciously, to wait, right? That the power is growing and it will be ready at some point. And many times that happens in a state of rest and doing less. Because if we are constantly outputting, we're not allowing that power to gather. And I wanna offer up here, as we talk about usually with power, it's not power over. It's not forcing someone else or taking charge of someone else, but power internally, power with, power through, right? So it is a thoughtful and purposeful use of that word. But many times it requires us to rest and your strength and power grows in training through the rest days. So you need that stimulus of the doing, of the lifting, of the resistance, and it needs to be partnered with rest in order to contribute to true, lasting, sustainable, less likely to be injured growth. And so what might you be venturing to and toward? Ending with prepositions, we're just gonna go with it. That is unknown, but you feel the call, and you're practicing trusting that. And is it for you a call toward greater activity and more doing? And that's okay. We're not here to undermine that as a fruitful, meaningful possibility. And for some of us, that is the new growth edge. That might not be where you spend a lot of time. That's okay too, right? It doesn't have to be, oh, I should have been doing this already. No, you are who you are. You're doing what you're doing and you can make those shifts. But if you are a person of activity, of production and the call to the unknown is one of a different pace and a different degree of output. How can you listen in for that call and trust yourself to follow that message as well? And so as we set forth into this season and toward the end of this year, reflecting on highlights of the year, successes that you've had, challenges that have faced you, those you've overcome and those that perhaps remain, and then setting an attention for How you'd like to navigate with whatever support devices and accessories that speak to you this month. And for me, I'm going to embrace the unknown. And not knowing in the practice of medicine actually can be quite powerful. And you might think, no, right, I want the answers and I want specifics and certainty. And yes. There is knowledge and experience and insight and recommendations, absolutely. But also being willing to not know so that you can approach a patient and a problem and a complaint with an open mindset to say, I know a lot of things. I've never encountered this before. And you might think, yes, I have, right? I've seen 75 cases day after day after day of the same thing right now in this peak viral season, but never seen it before in so much as this patient on this day with these challenges. And even if it fits the mold and a model and an algorithm, having that little bit of space to allow the unknown to be a possibility can make the difference in truly seeing and hearing what is before you. And that can be true in a patient encounter in a conversation with a loved one. What do I know here? And why is that the best thing? And where am I headed And what parts of it can I know? And what parts maybe I just can't know? And why might that be the best thing? And how can I trust myself that the decisions I'm making in this moment are the best ones based on the information that I have right now? And whatever it is that I'm choosing, more or less activity, output, engagement, it is never a forever choice. If I feel so inclined to increase that, I'll make that choice. If I feel the need to scale back, I'll make that choice and support myself in doing that. And so let's venture forward into this month with an unknown quantity of podcasts. I would offer up, likely weekly, because I put them on the schedule, and that is a reliable tool for me. But I'm also going to open up the grace for more or fewer of them to emerge. Trusting that those idea elves that feels right for the season. We'll let them be elves at least for this month. Have a great wisdom if I'm willing to hear. This is Dr. Amelia Beeky with This Osteopathic Life. Thank you for listening.